0: Right after Thanksgiving, I love the holidays for a lot of reasons. Uh, mainly the food. Come on, everybody, amen. You can eat during this season. Nobody looks at you weird. They make specialty donuts during this season. Everything's red and green. You got to try it all. There's candies that only show up during this season. How many of you like the Reese's uh, uh, Christmas trees? Where you add on that? Those are those are they're not they're not communion, but it's spiritual. You understand what I'm saying? It's, 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 that's real, it's spiritual And so we're kicking off uh, this series today The next three weeks This is a short series called Carols I don't know about you I'm kind of a smell kind of guy too I, like, I told somebody the other day I was at someone's home And they had Bath and Body Works in their Like the Bath and Body Works soap in their, in their bathroom And the, the scent was flannel <laughs> And I, was, I walked out and I was like Look, I know it sounds whatever I love Bath and Body Works. This is me confessing to you. Any other dude love Bath and Body Works? That's exactly right. Thank you. Some of you women didn't understand. I love Bath and Body I'm a smell kind of guy. It's like my ex-power. Like, I love it. I love... I, sometimes I'll work from Starbucks And I love the, you know, the spice and pumpkin And all that sort of good I used to love potpourri smells Anybody grew up with potpourri You know what I'm talking about Like my mama would have those, those pine cones That would smell And you'd be like You know what I'm talking about During the Christmas season I used to I loved that until Until I realized that, that That cinnamony smell or whatever They turned it into a bathroom smell And then I couldn't do it anymore You know what I mean Like Because I would equate in my head Those pine cones with the bathroom It was terrible I love I love this I love sights I love Christmas lights I, I want my house to be like Clark Griswold I want everything to be lit up just as much as it possibly can Clark Griswold anybody best Christmas movie ever made I, I want uh, I, I love I love the, the big uh, inflatable stuff uh, just as tacky I want my neighbors calling the HOA on me I want it tacky. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love to see the sights. I love to travel during the season and see other places. Uh, several years ago, Brandon, and I had the chance to be in New York around uh, the first of November, and they were just beginning Christmas decorations in New York City. Uh, it's just, it's just absolute. It's amazing the colors and the sounds and and the lights and the smells. A lot of people come to San Antonio. Are the Riverwalks amazing at Christmas time? If, if you haven't done the Riverwalk at Christmas, you need, you owe it to yourself. Go downtown. Our city. So many people come. It's cool to live in a place where other people come to visit, you know what I mean? And 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 so it's just beautiful during the season. But I think what does it the most for me to get me in the Christmas spirit or the, the spirit of the season is the sounds. Like I love the sounds of Christmas. I love like I love the first sounds of Christmas, like stampeding feet at Walmart on Black Friday. You know what I'm saying? Like those kind of sounds, like 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 tiny little women grunting over, you know, a five dollar coffee maker. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That means Christmas. I really do love Black Friday shopping. Anybody else? I love it. I love fighting all the people. I love throwing elbows. I love it. I just love that, the, the, like the, the, you know, the roar. I love Christmas music. As soon as Thanksgiving starts, we just go through the station and find the station that plays Christmas music all the time. If it started at Halloween, we'd do it at Halloween. I just, I, I somebody says, well, you know, we do, we start too early every year. No, you're a Grinch. Stop that. Do, it's good. Everybody love anybody love Christmas music like really into it. Anybody love anybody? What's your favorite Christmas song? Let me hear some of your favorite Christmas songs. Have yourself uh, so what? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Christmas shoes. What's wrong with you? You're a dude. Who said that? I'll be home for Christmas. Can you sing it for me? No, I don't. No, no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She could actually, Miss Friend. Anybody else Christmas song? Felice Navidad. I knew somebody would say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felice Navidad. I love it. Rudolph, the- Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Is that what somebody said? <laughs> Mistletoe- I don't even know that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love, I love. Okay, enough. Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know from the, to- from the top, from the cheap seats? I love this season. I love singing all of that stuff. I told our band sing a lot of it. Matter of fact, Uh, During uh, this season we're going to sing a lot of it On December the 23rd is Christmas at City Hills It's going to be a fantastic Sunday everybody Bring everybody you know to Christmas at City Hills Our regular service times that day 9.30 and 11 o'clock But we just, it's just special We just have a couple of, I'm telling you It's going to be amazing We're going to sing a whole lot Just some creative, our kids are singing That's enough to bring your grandma, your auntie Everybody out to see your babies up here Somebody asked on our kids team They said well what do we do if kids don't know the words I was like that's the best part The best part's kids picking their noses You know what I mean Like that's the best part So bring everybody Christmas We do a candlelight service that day too We'll end our service in candlelight on the 23rd It's just going to be a special special time For the next couple of weeks I really want to help you get home for Christmas I kind of want to get you in that Christmas I want to I get you in the smells I want to get you in the sights But I really want to get you in the sounds Of Christmas, I really want want sort of the music and and worship, but there's just something about, matter of fact, there's a Bible connection, there's a spiritual connection you have to sounds, that when you make a joyful noise to the Lord, the Bible said, there's something that that happens in your life, there's something when you hear a sound that kind of connects, and I know that Christmas can be a tough season for some people, there's pain and there's hurt, There's bad memories, and they're mixed up with some great memories, and joy, and happiness, and there's just a lot going on. But in the middle of all of that in the next couple of weeks, I really want to sort of give you the best story ever told, that great story of joy. The Bible calls it, it's good news of great joy. It's good news of great joy. It starts with, an Old Testament prophet named Isaiah. If you're new to the Bible, Isaiah lived about 700 years before Jesus was ever born. And he prophesied. So in other words, he saw something that wasn't there yet. He saw that Isaiah actually prophesied more about the Messiah, more about Jesus being born than any other uh, uh, prophet. He saw more of Jesus' life more than any other prophet in Scripture. And he talked about his life. He talked about his death. But he, po- he talked a lot about his birth. It starts in Isaiah 7.14. It says this, Therefore... The Lord himself will give you a sign. Maybe you've prayed for that. Maybe, maybe as you sort of gone through this year, you said, "God, I, there's some stuff in my life I need done. There's some stuff I need help with. There's a relationship that needs repaired. There's there's a job move I'm trying to make a decision on. There's, do we buy this house? Do we not? Do we, you know, do, do we stay here? Do we do we move there? What what do we do? How do I, God? I need you to deal with my kids and 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 really answer this prayer. And you're asking God for a sign, and maybe you've gotten all to the end of the year now, still looking for that sign." The Bible says that God gave you a sign, and here's the sign of all that. This is the sign that Isaiah prophesied that you would know that hope had come, that a virgin will conceive. Which that sentence by itself is so strange. That God would use a completely impossible situation and give birth to a son, and you'll call his name, underline this in your Bible, you'll call his name Emmanuel. Let me let me sum up all of Christmas. If you don't come the next three Sundays, I don't know why you wouldn't, but if you don't, let me give you let me give you the Christmas message in this one phrase. If if you want to know everything you need to know about the Christmas story, it's this: that God came to earth. That God came to earth. That, that's all of Christmas. That's, that's Emmanuel, that God, the God of all creation, came to earth. Listen, during World War II, it was big news when you know, when the Allies invaded Normandy on D-Day. But it was bigger news that God came to earth 2,000 years ago. It was, it was big news when man walked on the moon. But it, it's bigger news that God came to earth. And not only did God come to earth, but the most shocking part of God coming to earth is how He came. He came as a person. He came as a human being. So so God is a spirit. The Bible said God is spirit, and he takes on a human body. Jesus is God in, in the flesh. God comes to earth. The creator puts himself in creation, timeless and eternal, sort of steps into our time. He's seated on a throne, and he chooses to be born in a barn. Wrap your head around that. That God would come just like us, surrounded by angels in one moment, singing praises day and night to Him over and over and over. And He chooses in a moment to come to earth, surrounded by people who hate Him, despise Him, reject Him, and ultimately kill Him. God came to earth. That's the... That's the story. This is what Isaiah saw. He said, listen, it's going to come in the most unlikely way. A virgin's going to conceive and give birth to a son. But the big story of Christmas is that he's Emmanuel. He's, He's God come to us. He leaves the richness and splendor of heaven. And he chooses to come into poverty and homelessness and suffer as the man of sorrows. And that's what Emmanuel means. And if you don't catch anything else this Christmas season, I want you to know this, that God came to earth. Look in my eyes. And he came for you. He came looking for you. That God came to where I was when I couldn't get to where He was. In the ancient world, names were not just labels you put on everybody. You know, there, there was no like giant book of baby names for babies. I always love when people tell me they're, they're, there's a member of our team who just had a baby last night. And, and I, love their, I love their name, but I love... When people spell uh, their names of their kids weird so that it sets them apart from everybody else. Do you know what I'm talking about? We have a friend. This is the truth. And if this is your name, I'm, well, I'm sorry. Your parents are weird. But they named their baby Jennifer, which is a, is a gorgeous name. Nothing wrong with Jennifer. But they spelt it G-Y-N-I-P-H-E-R. I'm telling you an honest fact. Jennifer with a G. I'm like, you, you, you just decided this child has no friends for the rest of her life you she, she she may be ugly and now you made it doubly hard on her maybe you're jennifer with a g why that's a fact i hope they don't listen to my podcast why would you in the bible you didn't just name anything names were given to describe somebody's nature names were given to people to describe their purpose or their history a name in the Bible often can be can be sort of substituted for nature so so, so like when you have an encounter with God in the Bible there's a name change you know uh, uh, Jacob becomes Israel when he encounters God Saul which is a which is a great name there's it, it harken back to, to King Saul he's a, he's a he's a Jew but he has this dramatic conversion experience and God changes his name to Paul, there's just there, always names have a meaning in the Bible that you encounter something. So when Isaiah the prophet said that God's name, listen, would be Emmanuel, he wasn't just laying a name on him. He was talking about his nature and his purpose. And Emmanuel literally means God is with us. In other words, if you want to know the nature of God, you need to know in this name, Emmanuel, that he's the God who is with us, that God's nature for all of eternity, listen close, is to be with you, that the ultimate nature of God isn't angry at you, mad at you, some guy trying to control everything, somebody trying to, you know, manipulate all of history, no, 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 God just wants to be with you, Isaiah said, if I could give you a name that describes who God is, it's Emmanuel, it's the God who wants to be with you. The, 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 first, the first question that God ever asked a person, a human being Do you know what that is? It's in Genesis And Adam has sinned and God says to Adam Adam, where are you? The God who knows everything wants to be with you I just wanted, I knew that you messed up Adam I knew there was sin, I knew that you listened to your wife I knew you did, the th- I, knew, I knew about all of that and I still wanted to know where you are. It's God's law. It's His deepest desire. Listen to me. is to just be with you. So if you feel far from God, I know that sounds cliche, but guess who moved, everybody? You. Because God, came to us all, all, all throughout the story, all throughout the scripture. God keeps looking. He tells Israel, I'm, I'm here. I'm right here. Turn to me. And, th- and then they don't, and they sin, and they're doubting, and they're wrestling, and they veer off track. And and maybe that's the story of your life, that Emmanuel, that God wants to come to you, and we find it hard to believe that God would want to be with me and my mess and my stuff. Listen, and it's a big deal that this is how it happens. Up until that first Christmas, God had stayed invisible. As a matter of fact, the Old Testament said that no one could see the face of God and live. No one had seen the face of God. The only person that come close to that is Moses. And the Bible said that he passed by and God showed him. This is, a, this is King James, old King James version. That he showed him his hinder regions. Let me give you the Arkansas version. Hinder regions is your hind end. You know what I'm saying? He said, you you can't even see the face of God. He just showed him, pass by him for him to be able to see just a glimpse of of the back of God because no one could see his face until that first Christmas. One night, there's a bunch of dirty, unkempt shepherds living in a field watching sheep and suddenly the night sky lights up with angels. Now listen. Listen. I know that some of you are super spiritual I know I know that you probably have seen a lot of angels And I'm not talking about your girlfriend Come on I'm not talking about your wife I, I, I know that some of you have But it's not every day that angels light up the whole sky You know what I'm saying? Even for the super spiritual side and that Hark the Herald Angels is, is, is real. It's, it's not every day this sort of thing happens. You don't hear about it on the news all the time. If you do, it's usually some woman like on the backside of Louisiana. And she's, you know, she, you know what I'm saying. Y'all know what I'm saying. She saw an angel in a toast. You know what I mean? She toasted. I saw him. There he is right there. The virgin and angels came to me in the night, <laughs> you know. Those are the only people that ever see angels. These shepherds were. And they're terrified. They're terrified. The Bible says they're, it, 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 this announcement from heaven kind of freaks them out. And for a moment, for just a moment in time, all of heaven opens up and they get a glimpse to where Jesus comes from. This sort of otherworldliness, this divineness of God, and it leads these shepherds. I mean, they're shaking. They're terrified about it. This the, the angels sort of that hark the herald literally means the angels just they literally made this announcement to these normal, average, everyday shepherds. But it's so extraordinary that God would choose them, and God would choose to come this way. And honestly, the announcement they gave. Is so commonplace, you could you can almost miss it. I could see, I could see sort of the shepherds going, that's it. Like I have this big supernatural experience. I see angels in the sky, heaven opens up, and this is the announcement you give me. Luke 2 and 12. Here's what it says: This will be a sign to you. This is the angels talking to the shepherd. This will be a sign to you. Here's the sign: You're gonna find a baby in a cave. There's a baby. Wrapped in cloths, lying in a feeding trough in a cave. And if I'm the shepherds, I'm going... That's the sign from heaven, like that. Like that's the like that's like you open up all of heaven to tell me there's a baby gonna be born, because when people ask for a sign, they're not usually asking for a baby. They want some miraculous thing. You know what I'm saying? They want lightning bolts. When people come to me and go, Pastor Mitch, I just I just need a sign. I just want to know what God wants me to just. What they really mean is I want God to just you know uh, uh, split all uh, uh, you know the Red Sea. I want to be able to walk down to the river walk and walk on the river. That's how I'll know God wants me to join the dream team If I can walk on the river Then I'll have my sign People want just miraculous, supernatural stuff And the angels go Hey, hey, here's your miraculous sign There's a baby But that baby's not like any other God's come to you It's just going to be a normal deal The, the, The paper being delivered The garbage being picked up that's not really a sign. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's just normal occurrence. A baby being born, this is a normal occurrence. An unwed peasant girl having a kid in a cave, that's not really supernatural sign. But that's the sign the angel announced. Listen close. And that's the kind of God that you and I serve. The God that comes to you in the most common way so that he could get to where you were. Because if God came any other way, I don't know that you and I could believe that that kind of God was for us. The creator of all of the world, he could have stayed in heaven, but he decided to come be with us in our world, on our turf, in the ordinary part of our life. And Matthew one twenty three says that this is what's going to happen. A virgin will conceive a son, and they'll call his name Emmanuel, which means God's come to us. God is with us. The sign. The sign that some of you have prayed your whole year for, listen close, is that God's with you. The sign that you're thinking, man, if I could just get this prayer answered, if I, if God would just show up, I just don't know what to do about this. It's that God's with you right where you are. The miracle of Christmas, listen close, is the ordinary. It's it's just the stuff you're going through every day and you don't realize God's using your life. That God is with you. That God did this huge act of downward mobility to meet you right where you are. That you don't have to take another step up to get to Him. That God came to you. That's the announcement of the angels. If I was God, i got to be frank with you, I would not have done it this way. If I'm God, I'm coming to earth in a much more spectacular way. I would have had pizzazz and flash. I would have planned it. I probably would have come during the Super Bowl. I'm just being honest with you. I probably would have, right in the middle, the whole world is watching. There would have been fireworks and a flyover and thunder and lightning and all kinds of stuff. I would have had all the leaders of the world line up on the 50-yard line and bow to me and give billions of dollars to me because I'm God and I came to earth at the Super Bowl. That's how I would come to earth. I, it would just be pomp and circumstance. It would be glitter everywhere where everybody at would glitter. I would walk around with glitter in my hands and just throw it up in the air all around myself. That's how I would come to earth. If I was God, I'd choose something more spectacular. It, it, it'd be different, but God had this other idea. God came to earth the way everybody else comes to earth, by being born into it. It was so crazy. The angels are shocked. The shepherd, If I'm an angel, I'm going, You. that's what I have to tell him. That's the way you're going to... I've been here for eternity past, worshiping God, and this is the way you're coming to earth. But this is exactly what he says. And he goes to the shepherds, and the angel sort of announces to the shepherd that he's going to be this frail infant inside of a village. And, and, and it's, it's, it's just going to be a strange... It's just normal. It's ordinary that this is how God's coming to you. And, and, and the angel's... Say this to the shepherds who are terrified. The Bible said they're terrified. Why would God come this way? Look, write this down in your notes. You haven't written notes in four weeks. You better write a ton of notes. Right, now write this down in your notes. God came to save us, not scare us. If you were raised in a church or you come from a religious background, that all you know about God is anger and death and hell and brimstone and fire and He's out to get you and mad at you. That's not the God of the Bible. God did not come to scare you. He came to save you. He came right where you were. He, he could have come in a lot of different ways to freak us out and scare us to death and make us run in terror. He didn't do that. He came in a way that everybody could relate to. He came in a way that everybody, listen, everybody here has experienced the exact same way God came to earth. He said, I'm going to come the same way you came. And the shepherds were scared about this. like The announcement, Luke 2 and 9 says, The glory of the Lord shine around them. And the Lord shone around. And they were terrified. I would be too. And, and, then, and then they follow the angels' instructions. And they go to the cave where Jesus is born. And listen close. When they get to the cave, when they get to that manger, they worship God there. They did what the angels had told them to do, they worshiped, they engaged with God. And they leave in a different way than they came. Do you know the reason why I think worship, so you know why we start with it and end with it? You know why if we're nothing else in this church, if I, if I just fumble around preaching and just barely make it through, if y'all just bear with me to get through, if, if anything happens in this church, we're going to be a worshiping church. We're going to give God everything we've got in worship. You know why? Because listen, when you worship God, then you leave differently than how you came. The shepherds left their fields, go to the cave, and they're terrified. I don't know what to do. But then when they leave, look at this, Luke 2 and 20. When they leave, the shepherds returned. They left, and they were glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. They left differently than they came. This Christmas season, I want you to leave the presence of God differently than you come. When you bring people with you on the 23rd, I, I want you to leave. I, I want you to leave that service differently than you came. You can come with heavy burdens. You can come with concerns and worries and fears, and I don't know. But when you leave, I want you to leave differently. I want you to leave with your head up. My prayer for you every single weekend is that you leave here with your head lifted, that you leave here full of faith, that you leave here knowing that God loved you enough to not wait on you to try to get to Him, that God came to us. I, I love this song. Uh, uh, oh, oh come, oh come, Emmanuel Do you know that song? Do you know that Christmas song? It has this phrase It says, and ransom captive Israel Who mourns in lonely exile here Until the Son of God appears I, I, think, it's, I think it's a powerful line Especially at the Christmas season Because there's a lot of people who feel That feeling of exile I don't. I don't have everything. Things aren't the way that they should be. I, I, they didn't turn out the way that I thought they would. And, and, and exile. That feeling of exile comes, and you feel like I can't fully separate. I can't fully sep- uh, celebrate this. I can't like. I can't give it my best. I can't get into the Christmas spirit. Our family's not whole. It's not what it's supposed to be. Life's too hard. We have a family member who's gone. We don't have enough. Some of you are mourning right now the loss of a loved one or a relationship that fell apart and you're remembering and you remember somebody that died or somebody that left and you miss them and others of you are struggling in a way that your circumstances are such that you're just challenging relationships or illnesses or finances or loneliness or stress or depression or anxiety or addiction and the truth is Christmas season. Listen close. The truth is Christmas season is that it may not be happy for you Everything everything may not just be right Christmas stirs up all kinds of negative emotions Some people grieve over loved ones There's depression About another year that passes And I still don't have anybody that I'm married to We still don't have any children The problems hadn't gotten any better It's still, it's still hard And maybe you know that God is with you in your head Listen close, come play Henry But you don't know that God is with you in your heart And the message of Christmas this season to you is this That God came for you that God is with us that's what the angels tell the shepherds you're going to call him Isaiah said you're going to call him Emmanuel that God is with you right where you are in the middle of your mass. Maybe you've always known that. Maybe you were raised in church. But you've kind of kept God at this arm's length. You go, God, I like you on Sunday mornings. I like you kind of over there. I like you on a crucifix. I like you on a, on a chain around my neck. I like you in a picture. I like that God that I don't have to get close to. Because life's too hard. This year's been too hard. And I, I feel alone. Life's busy. We don't have everything we're supposed to have. It's not supposed to be this way. You keep God at this arm's distance. And I want you to know that the God of all creation came to you. The God, the Emmanuel is not just God with us. But Emmanuel is God with you. That that He's with you in in, in your hurts and your disappointments. That He's with you in your confusion and your questions this Christmas season. That He's with you at your dinner table when it's just you. That He's with you when that that chair is empty. That, that, That He's with you in that hard time. That He's with you when the kids don't call. That He's with you when you're shattered or broken. Maybe you were raised in some kind of religious environment that you had to climb some kind of spiritual ladder to get to God. That you had to get fixed to get to God Look at me in the eyes Rarely do I preach to heathens But I preach to a lot of spiritual people Religious people who don't know God Look at me You don't have to climb any ladder to get to Him He stepped out of eternity to get to you You don't have to climb up some spiritual ladder And do a bunch of stuff And keep all the rules And do it in certain ways I grew up saying this I grew up talking about steps to get to God you don't have to have steps to get to God the only steps that God takes are from eternity to earth and God came to get to you you couldn't get there anyway you couldn't get there if you tried and maybe you've tried maybe you tried all of your life to get to God maybe Maybe you've done everything that you can. The shepherds could have stayed at this distance saying, I don't know. I'm scared. But God came to them. And if you hear anything this Christmas season at this church, I want you to know that God is trying to come to you. That God's with you right where you are. God's with your family even when everything's. God's with us in our worst situation. God's with us in our best situation. Even when you don't understand Him, God's with you. God's. With us. Emmanuel has some other names too. The Bible would call him a wonderful counselor. If you need that kind of counsel, you think, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to make this decision, this is tough, I'm going into a new year, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do about this job, this marriage, this relationship, this decision. He's a wonderful counselor. For those of you who are distressed in your mind with anxiety and depression, he's a counselor. I'm not telling you to stop going to counseling, you need to, I'll recommend some, I go to, I need it, you need it, we need it, there's nothing wrong with that. But listen to me, there's counselors in this room, and I love them, and I believe in their profession and how they can help you but at some point in your life you need something more than they can give you you need a wonderful counselor that comes with you you need the God of all creation to come be with you God with us the one who packaged himself as an infant the one who brought us hope when we were in death Hope has a name today and It's Jesus, it's Emmanuel, it's God with you He's also called our everlasting father Listen close He's our everlasting father Some of you don't have a father I've always thought one of the plans of the enemy Is to mess up your relationship with your natural father So that it would mess up your relationship With your heavenly father That you'll start judging your heavenly father By the relationship you have with your natural father God doesn't leave God doesn't walk out God doesn't abandon you like maybe your father did he's an everlasting father that you can trust that's with you that wants to be with you he's called the prince of peace if you're dealing today with anxiety and raging storms in your mind no matter what they are no matter where they come from he's the God who's with you right now he can give you the peace that you need and when you get to him listen close when you get to God, the only response that's normal, the only response when you realize that God, that the angels sort of open up all of heaven, that's Hark the heralding. they open up all of heaven and tell you, Emmanuel's come, God's with you. When that happens, the only response is what the shepherds did. And The Bible said they returned glorifying and praising God. Worship is the only response. When you know God's with you. You can't worship your way out of a problem. Listen close. But you can worship your way through it. You can't worship your way out of a tough marriage, a, a, a financial crisis, a health problem. But you can worship your way through it. And if you do anything this season, if you do anything this Christmas season, I want you to worship. The reason why we're talking about songs this season is because I want you to worship God with everything you've got that when you realize God's with you, your natural response, the shepherd said we were scared when we thought about it, honestly we thought it'd come different, we didn't know it'd come this way but now that we're here man I can't help but raise my hands and give gifts and worship God Why right where you're sitting why don't you bow your heads all over the house and close your eyes and maybe you're in that kind of situation today where you need that kind of hope. You need somebody to wrap their arms around you like a loving father. You need the Prince of Peace to come where you are and calm the storms in your, in your mind, in your heart, in your soul that are raging, that are just so tough right now. Maybe you need... Maybe you need that everlasting Father to pick you up because you've fallen, you're broken. You've had a year of let down and a year where you just, I don't know if I can keep going. I don't know if I can keep walking. I just need my Father to pick me up. Maybe you need a healer today. Maybe you need a God who comes to you and heals your body and, and raises you from sickness and disease. The Bible said that He's the Lord God that heals all of our diseases. Whatever you need him to be today, God came to us. That's the message of Christmas. God came to us. Your only response is worship Your only response As you go through this week If you don't have everything under the tree that you wish you did If everything's not just right If at Christmas dinner everything's not the way it's supposed to be If if the family's still got struggles If the job's still hard If the marriage still isn't perfect If everything still isn't right I just want you to live the next three weeks Till we get to Christmas With worship on your lips I want you to get up singing I want you to go to bed singing I want you to blare Christmas music With everything you got I want you to sing That God is with us I may not have Everything I want I I, I may not have all the answers But God's with me I I may not know where where it's coming from But God's with me I, I may not have an open door yet But God's with me I can sing and worship when I know That I know that God's come to me So, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person whose eyes are closed in this moment who say, I need that kind of reassurance today. I pray that you'll wrap your arms around them, that they would know that God came to us. They don't have to get to you. I don't have to fix my life before I get to God. God takes me right where I am, just as I am. Now, your eyes are closed and nobody's looking around, but if you say, Pastor, I need that kind of reassurance. I need that, that God is with me. I need to know that. I need that feeling. I feel alone, abandoned, confused, fearful, worried. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if we're going to make it. There's a lot of questions in my life, and I need to know this Christmas season. That God's with me That I don't have to face it alone I don't have to walk through these dark days alone If that's you, nobody's looking Would you just say include me in this last prayer Would you you raise your hand bold and big all over the house Hands up, there they are Hands up, hands are up I see you, keep your hands up Not only do I see your hands But God sees you right where you are God sees your hands raised God knows what you're going through God knows your heart So in Jesus' name, Father, I pray for every hand that was raised. That God would come to you in a posture of worship this Christmas season. God would come to you with singing and praising and glorifying God. Not because everything's right, but because you came to set everything right. Not that everything's okay and whole, but that you're the God that comes to me that makes it whole. That I don't have to walk through this alone. I thank you for that. I thank you for that reassurance that God came to us. My only response now is to worship with all that I've got. My only response is to glorify you and praise you. That'll be the way I get through. I thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, everybody shout a big amen. Amen. Come on the